All right. Um, so, uh, Corey Danley from uh, Christ Lutheran in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, I've been in DCE ministry since 07, um, and I have been in uh, three different uh, congregations. Um, I started off down in the Phoenix area at uh, Trinity Lutheran in Litchfield Park, uh, Arizona, and then in Lee Summit, Missouri in the Kansas City uh, area, and then about a year and a half ago, I got a call um, across state line. Uh, in Kansas City, Kansas, and Overland Park, Kansas, um, to serve as, as high school ministry director. Uh, this is uh, a little bit about myself. This is my family. Um, my wife, Tiffany, she serves uh, alongside us on staff as director of discipleship at Christ. And then um, Tenley is six, and uh, Sibby just turned four, and then um, Corbin was just born May 27th. So that's my family, um, and uh, the reason why I share this with you is because I needed to share this quote from Tenley when she was four. <clears throat> Um, I went down to pick her up from a Sunday school uh, when she was four, and her uh, Sunday school teacher said, um, this is what Tenley told me um, today when I was asking her what she wanted to be when she grew up. And uh, obviously, my passion has moved into my children. <laughs> um, while I thought it was cute, uh, it gave me... Uh, a, mad props um, as far as uh, sharing my what I like to do in DC ministry and what I feel God has called me to do. Um, uh, I'm just surprised, as I guess, that she picked up that I like to grow leaders. And that's not just me, but that is um, God that is using that. Um, so how many of you guys have heard this phrase? Youth are the church of tomorrow. Okay, how many of you guys have heard this phrase since you've been here? Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was, this is something that just kind of hit me um, at uh, one of my congregations uh, when I was actually it was going through a call process, and um, they kept saying the youth are the church of tomorrow, and we want a DC to help out. And I'm like, no, I don't know if I li I like that um, because the church. Um, includes our youth. We want to be inclusive of them. Um, so what does this message send our youth um, when we are saying this? Um, you know, there's, there's been some congregations uh, where the youth are called on only for physical labor, right? Oh, we need tables in the gym. Oh, call the youth. They'll come do it. Um, we need uh, boxes moved uh, at a house. Call the youth. They'll go do it. Um, which is great, great serving opportunities for them. Um, but I believe that there's more and that the youth have been made for more. Um, you know, some people think, well, the youth, they just play games. Or um, in a congregation uh, that I had been a part of uh, growing up, um, there was a special room, the conference room, and youth or children were not ever allowed into that room. And so what message are we sending youth and children um, when we say these things or, or put these up. You know, I'm sure that there's good intentions, um, but what's that message? And so, um, youth are also the church of today. Um, I think that this is more of a message of inclusion for them. Uh, we have, it gives them ownership of the church, that they have a place to belong, 
um, a place to be seen, a place to use their gifts, uh, what their passion areas are. Um, it allows them to be a part of the body according to their own abilities. So it meets them where they're at. Um, youth, uh, so at my congregation, um, we have youth um, serving on adult teams. Um, so we have a benevolence team that um, uses a portion of offerings that goes out to different um, service agencies and so forth uh, in the Kansas City area and beyond. So we have youth that also serve alongside adults on that benevolence team. Um, youth leading their youth group, their Bible studies, etc. Um, youth leading in children's ministry, uh, helping with teaching Sunday school, um, leading church-wide servant events, uh, that kind of stuff. So how can we get our youth more involved in our congregations and um, to help include them? <clears throat> so I want you to think about this question real quick, and maybe some of you can answer it. What, think about your own congregation. What does this change of thinking do for the youth in your church? And maybe your church are doing, is doing these things, and that's awesome. Um, but if they're not, what would this change of thinking? Ownership, yeah? Responsibility, huge, great. Belonging, yep. Engagement, empowerment. Vital to the family, right? It's not just an adult thing. Um, intergenerational, accountability. And what a safe place for them, hopefully, to be learning all of these things, right? Um, that we would provide a place to meet them where they're at, um, a place that is safe and say in a kind, gracious way, you know, how could we do this different next time? You know, what have you learned from this experience and, and so forth? Um, so this is, is uh, a student leadership team um, on our campus. Uh, they help uh, actually... Some of them are graduating, or did graduate, and so they're moving on. Um, but they uh, uh, helped plan and implement activities and lead Bible studies uh, for our youth group. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today, is um, starting youth leadership teams uh, for your youth groups, or even in other ministries uh, in your congregations. So um, when it comes down to... Uh, servant leader, or yeah, ser Christ-like servant leadership, or servant le or student leadership teams is what I'm trying to say. Um, this is the core foundation of what I train and teach our students. Um, we don't teach just about leadership, but we t uh, teach about what Christ-like servant leadership is. Um, and I have a quote here as far as what is servant leadership, um, and this is from Wikipedia. Um, but I thought they, they put it out there well. Servant leadership is a leadership philosophy in which the main goal of the leaders is to serve. This is different from traditional leadership where the leader's main focus is the thriving of a company or organization. And so we want to train our students uh, to come alongside each other as peers, even come alongside adults and to love on them, to serve them um, as they lead them. Um, so uh, Matthew 20, 26 to 28 as the whole Christ-like portion to servant leadership. Um, and that is, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, 
and to give and to give his life as a ransom for many. So in Christ-like servant leadership, what I try to what I really reinforce with my students is, um, if you want to be a part of our leadership team, which I'll talk about in a little bit, is this isn't about I want to get scholarships for college. Um, this isn't about um, I want to be able to tell people what to do in youth group. Um, this isn't about seeking glory or seeking honor. This is coming alongside your fellow peers and saying, hey, I got something, I know something I want to share with you, follow me. Um, and so they love, serve, and invite people to follow them in leadership. So in starting a student leadership team, how will God use leadership training and practice to grow our youth ministry? So I actually kind of stumbled upon um, student leadership uh, in my first congregation. It was a year or so out of my internship. And um, I was at a youth specialties conference, and I bought this book, um, the Student Leadership Training Manual for uh, Youth Workers. Whoops. And um, I was really thinking about training my adult leaders. Um, and as I started reading this, I'm like, oh my goodness. This says the student leadership training. And so this is about training youth to be leaders in their, in their ministries, in their uh, youth groups. Um, I'll, I'll put it up there. But it's the student leadership training manual for youth workers. I was like, I, I prayed about it for a while. And it was just something that was really on my heart. And this is where my passion began as far as starting uh, students um, to start leading in their youth group. And so we did a summer training. Um, we got, grabbed a, a group of kids that um, I thought would, would be good fits for this. And, and we did summer trainings, um, went through it. And I went from um, God blessed our, our Bible studies on Wednesday nights uh, weekly from about 15 to 20 to about 40 in a year. Um, and as I've moved congregations and started le student leadership teams, I've seen a similar response. And the, the cool thing is that it's not just me and the adult leaders saying, going up to kids at, at worship or um, wherever you see them, and it's like, hey, come to youth group. Hey, come to youth group. These are kids who are investing, saying, hey, I planned something really cool for this Sunday night. I want you to be there. Um, and so it really starts putting it on the youth to invite their friends and to get them into youth group. Um, God has also used um, training and the practice of student leadership teams in the, in the congregations I've been in uh, just by developing um, students. I've had very uh, shy students, um, students that... Um, moms had to about kick out of the car to get to youth group, I hear. Um, and uh, they are now going into professional church work. Um, so God, I feel, is really has his hands on, on this. And um, it's, it's really being fruitful um, of how he is uh, using this ministry. Um, also, spiritual growth is huge, too, um, because it's, it really helps them apply. Okay, I've learned this. I've learned this in Bible study. I've learned this in Sunday school. And as they start being in front of people, peers are more comfortable in going up to them and saying, I'm really struggling with this. And then those youth leaders are like, all right, now this is application time <laughs> for me to present uh, to 
um, these other peers of mine. So what does a student leadership team look like? So we do about two to three months of weekly training sessions, and that's with a couple of different books. And I'll, the next slide will have those titles if you want to write those down. Um, and I usually do this during the summertime. And uh, we meet weekly. Uh, sometimes it's on, um, I've done Sunday mornings before um, and during Sunday school time. Um, sometimes I've done evenings. Right now, um, all of the students in training have cars and they can meet during the day. So that, you just need to find what works for your group. So we uh, do the two to three months worth of training. And when we encourage students to do that, we say, hey, um, why don't you, if you want to be a part of this, um, come and join us. We're not saying, hey, uh, you're going to be stuck on a leadership team for a year. Um, it's just, let's brush up on our leadership skills. Let's learn what Christ-like uh, servant leadership is. And uh, so we do uh, two to three months of weekly training for that. And I don't know, it's probably closer to two because with all of the summer holidays and that kind of stuff. But... Um, so we go through uh, one of these books a year. And then um, at the end, then I talk to them about what our student leadership team does. What are your responsibilities? Um, and so I have an application, and I usually have them all fill out the application. And um, some of those things on there is like, why do you want to be a student leader? How, um, if, if someone asked you at school um, why you're a Christian, how would you answer that? If someone asked you in youth group why you are a Christian, how would you answer that? Um, and so they answer uh, those questions, and, and then I go through it. And then typically, it's not an interview. It's just um, I just ask them some questions off of how they've answered uh, their application. Um, I've never done a formal interview process uh, because we've never, at the end, hit a cap where we've had to weed out kids. Um, I've had more than eight kids on a team, and it worked. Um, but really, seven to eight is, is, is good. Um, so I've never done like a formal interview process. It's just mainly through that. Also, through that two to three week of training, you see who is invested. So if they're showing up every week like you've asked them to, um, you see what their investment is. If they're like constantly canceling or not showing up, then um, that's a conversation that you may have want to have before or during the application process. Is, is this something that you can commit to? Um, so we then meet monthly um, to pray together, to plan, to implement, and to evaluate um, anything from our Sunday morning Bible studies, uh, our small group Bible studies uh, throughout the week. And then um, we have one monthly social uh, evening first Sundays that uh, we get together. And they mainly plan and implement those. Um, the other Bible studies, they evaluate how leaders are doing, how um, uh, the Bible study um, material is, and, and so forth. Um, and then it allows us to mentor their growth um, within the leaders. And then also, it's important to involve a variety of students. Um, so I've had freshmen through seniors in there. And um, it's great to have the different perspectives. Sometimes the seniors are like, oh, we don't want to have any freshmen coming in. Uh, <laughs> um, but 
it's great for them to see that perspective. And the cool thing is once they get to know them during the training, when it comes to freshmen being involved in high school youth ministry, those eighth graders moving up, um, they sometimes talk to the other class, upperclassmen, and say, hey, you know, these guys have something. You know, let's, let's welcome them in with open arms. Um, so that's really cool, too. Now, I know some of you have varying different sizes of uh, youth groups. And I really think that um, this is something that you could just do a one-on-one -on -one mentor with, with one youth. Um, I think that it could be, um, you know, two or more. Um, you know, all that's going to look different depending on your congregation and your ministry. Um, but I really think that uh, it doesn't matter what size your congregation is, that uh, you would be able to implement something similar to this. And I'm just sharing what we do. Um, all of my congregations, we, I've had to tweak some things here and there and uh, to make it work. And so um, be flexible in that. All right. Um, so our weekly leadership training, um, these are the two resources that I use. Um, and these are not uh, theological resources. I will tell you that first off, okay? Um, but they have great information about um, peer mentoring, um, about uh, just being a leader. And it's not just standing up in front. Um, but it's even in your one-on-one -on -one conversations, your social media, media interaction, everything, you are a leader. You're, you're showing um, how to uh, live your life in a Christ-like way. Um, so these are, are great resources for that. Usually what I do is I do one, one year, and then the next year I do this one. So last year uh, was the first year that we started a, a team at Christ, uh, and we started off with this one. So now... My returning student leaders are doing this alongside the new people. Um, and uh, the cool thing then is then the next year, um, so next summer, um, I have upperclassmen that have already gone through this. So then I say, hey, what lesson do you want to teach your peers? Um, and so then they are starting to raise up leaders as well. Um, so this is a little bit more detail about the whole application process. Um, I do have a parent and student uh, covenant agreement, and um, I do ask for dedication. So you know, I'm up front with students and saying, I realize that you have a really busy schedule. You're in band, you're in football, you're in basketball, um, whatever. Um, do you think that this is a commitment that you want to make? Because here's the deal. I want to teach you to thrive in life, and I don't want to teach you to overcommit. So if you want to put all of your commitments into um, your other activities at school, at home, or, or whatever, that's awesome. Just come to youth group, hang out, learn about Jesus, and, uh, and make awesome Christian friends. Um, but this is just asking a little bit more. Um, so parents and students both uh, look at that agreement and um, sign that. And then I talked about the, the written application and then um, the interview process. Um, again, I said I've never done the interview process, um, but that would not just be me doing the interview. I'd have some other adults in um, with that uh, pan to have a panel. All right. Uh, monthly planning. 
Um, so these are our monthly planning meetings that I do with the students. So this is now during the school year. We've gone through summer uh, doing the, the training. We have uh, went through the process of who wants to be on the team and, and so forth. And so now this is the monthly planning portion. Um, so. Uh, we do a student-led devotion and, and prayer together. This helps them in a small group uh, to start leading a devotion on their own um, and get them used to doing it in front of other people before they present it to the youth group. Also, prayer is a big thing. Circle prayer we end with. Um, praying out loud can be a, a nerve-wracking um, thing for them. And so, again, this is a small, safe group that they can do that. Um, and then this way, we always end our youth group in circle prayer, squeeze prayer too. Um, this way, it's not just me praying and it goes around and no one says anything and then it comes back to me and I end it. Um, these guys are used to praying out loud and doing that and so they are being an example to their other youth um, by uh, being involved in that. So we review um, any of the last month's events. Again, uh, the Bible study stuff, um, planning next events. Excuse me, we also do mission and vision and goal setting. Uh, so this is something that us adults do, but then we, we get their input in it. Sometimes I've included them in the process, um, and that kind of depends on my group of how that looks. Um, but we are, sometimes I take like a skeleton model, <laughs> say, hey, this is what the, the, what the adults have come up with, what are your thoughts? Um, and so then we go off of that. Um, this is also big. What have you been hearing? Because if students don't like what's going on in youth group or they're upset about something or I've really ticked them off about something, um, they are usually the first ones to hear about it. Um, so uh, coming here, um, for instance, I have um, our adult leaders decided, hey, um, we've had problems in the past with cell phones being in rooms at night, and so we're just going to collect all the cell phones and they'll charge in our room. That way they're charged and ready to go the next day, blah, blah, blah. Um, didn't go over so well. But I didn't hear about it. I didn't hear anything from the students. But then I had student leaders saying, hey, um, so can we talk about this a little bit more? Because this is what we're hearing. Um, so uh, that just gives me insight on what's going on that I'm not hearing. And then we can sit down and have a conversation about it. Um, and you know that, that, that's a, a great thing to do. Um, and then we've talked about circle prayer. So that's kind of our whole, what we do at our monthly meetings. Um, so mentoring growth, um, I was a part of um, Kindle, um, which is an organization that helps uh, train um, commission ministers or other workers in um, the congregational setting. And uh, this is a five-step apprenticing model that they um, talked to us about and taught us. And so um, this is Sydney. She's one of our... Uh, leaders um, leading Bible study on Sunday morning. Um, and so this is just kind of an easy way to, to mentor your students and a great process. So the first thing is, hey, you're just going to watch me do this today. Um, so I'm going to do this, you're going to watch me, and then we're going to, after Bible study, get together and we're going to talk about it. Um, and then the next time it's going to be, all right, I'm going to do this, you're going to help me out with a couple parts, um, and then we're going to talk about it. And then it gradually gets to them doing it, we discuss it, 
And then kind of like how I talked about in our training, how eventually they'll be training their peers, um, then they're starting to raise up people. Um, and uh, so they do it, and then someone else watches them. Um, we talked a little bit about student um, diversity already. Um, but again, uh, make sure you have different personalities. Um, it's, it's, it's good to have those um, students that may be less interested in Bible study and more interested in social time. Um, it's good um, for you to have those students who um, uh, like to speak out and some that are a little bit more reserved because you're getting kind of a, a different personalities um, and context for the rest of your group um, in your decisions. Uh, a, obviously, good mix of guys and girls is good. And then we've talked about um, all grade levels. So pieces of advice for adults. Um, lead by example. That's obvious. I'm sure you guys are, are doing, doing that. Um, find mentors to help you. Um, you know, I don't always reach all of the students um, because of my personality and um, other personalities connect with others and so forth. So it's important to include more people to be part of that team. Also, if you want to move beyond um, your youth group and helping students start to lead things in worship, um, maybe find people, you know, if you're like contemporary worship and you do um, the soundboard and, and stuff in the back, find an adult back there um, to help mentor youth into um, helping run those things. Um, teach the power of prayer. Um, you know, there's, there's students before they get up for Bible study, they're like, their knees are shaking. And <laughs> they're like, I'm going to throw up. I'm like, you're going to be fine. You know, let's, let's pray about it. And, um, and so we, we teach that we do all things through Christ and uh, that we pray for his guidance and his help. Um, patience and endurance. Be flexible. Remember, it's a learning experience. Meet them where they're at. These are all... Um, very important things. Um, this whole thing, meet them where they're at. Um, you may have students that, uh, I, I guess I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, so I invite certain students to be a part of training, but I also uh, have it open, an open invitation. Um, so, you know, there's some students that may not fit my mold of what I would think but this is also power of prayer. It's like, God, you know, have these people show up if this is on their heart. Um, I've had um, this one student last year who was very shy, um, has some disabilities and, and so forth, and he came a part of the team, and um, he led devotion. Like, he doesn't speak at all in youth group, and he got up there and just rocked it, um, leading a devotion and, and talked about his faith life and, and so forth. And so there are things that do not always meet a mold, and so that's meet them where they're at. I've had other, sometimes I've had leaders saying, why are they on the leadership team? And it's like, this is a process, you know? Let's, let's pray over them, let's work with them. Um, this is a process. So how can this evolve in my congregation? Um, so these are just questions mainly that I've had. I don't necessarily have answers for them. <laughs> so what does this look like on the middle school level? Um, in my last congregation, I worked um, birth through high school. And so some of those middle school leaders I worked with were like, 
well, you do this at high school level, what would it look like at middle school level? Um, I don't know, what does it look like? Um, Michelle, she is our middle school coordinator at Christ Lutheran, so Michelle, what does this, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, mentor and serve um, during confirmation years. You know, I talked about the whole, um, you know, if kids want to help out with the soundboard or, or whatever, like how can we help this mentoring relationship and raising kids up into serving at church? Um, you know, is that part of the confirmation process? Um, and then this whole thing, <laughs> which is a huge issue in, in many congregations, um, connecting students and student leaders after high school. So um, I had a, a student leader that just graduated, and he's going to community college right down the street um, from the church, and he's like, we don't have anything for young adults. What are we going to do? And I'm like, you're a student leader. Let's work on this together. So, um, you know, how can we take what we've trained them in high school and, and move that into what they're doing in their colleges, whether it be down the street from your church or across the state or nation or wherever. So um, I think sky's the limit as far as that goes.